Welcome, friends, to Tanks Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. One of your hosts, Ben, it's episode 385. I'm here with Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is too intense. Already. Yeah, I don't know why I've started really quickly. I've got no idea. I've been exhausted since mid last week, and then I went to Bristol, <laughs> saw your lovely face, but involved a second night in a row of being very up, up very late. Mm, mm. Like, what time did you? We went to the pub, closed it down, and then walked home. Mm-hmm. I walked Ben home, and then walked up for forty-five minutes. I think I got back about one-ish. Yeah, so I got home mm. at two. And the night before, I was at my house, my former housemates, uh, my former house. And stayed up until quarter to five. Both night days, I woke up at nine. Wow. And then my my train got delayed, so I arrived at home at 1.30 on Monday, technically. Oh, uh, and guess what time I woke up? <laughs> was it around nine o'clock? It was actually 8.30. <laughs> but yeah, so... And then it's just been one of those weeks at work. So I'm like... But also... Hey friends, let's drink some beer. Amazing, amazing. Let's drink some beer. Let's drink some beer. Um, Lucy, I come uh, to you first. Someone else go first. Oh, Adam. <laughs> One second. Uh, so, is anyone it. doing a two-beer day? Because I brought two upstairs, but I'm happy to just have one. But it'll influence which one I have. First. I think Lucy mentioned two beers earlier as well. Yeah, but I, 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 I I've had a dinner. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you feel free, but um, no, that's yeah. okay. Um, I'll be back in a second. Okay. Well, given that I mentioned Bristol, mm. uh, I'm gonna have this. So I was also given like twelve beers over the weekend. Yes. Three of which I managed to drink. The rest, more than that, actually, probably now that I think about it, given how many I drank on the trip to five thirty. But I'm drinking the Wiper and True Pomona Island. You see it as you go. Ooh, nice. Um, which is a 5.5% pale ale because I miss Wiper and Drew and you can't get it easily here. Uh, and also, it's with Pomona. That's neat. Uh, so it's a su- super oh, smooth no, pale ale created with the wonderfully talented Pomona Island team. Brewed using flaked oats and Munich barley for a silky smooth mouthfeel with a touch of malty sweetness. Hop notes of white wine and grape are balanced with tropical fruits thanks to Amarillo, Cashmere, and El Dorado. Store and serve chilled. Our beer is unfiltered and may contain sediment. Pour gently. Nice. What was it called? The You See It As You Go. Ah, uh, oh yes, okay. I see. It's got a And it's got an, a, a the, side the, mirror. The wing mirror. mirror of a car in the purple of Pomona Island. It's a neat yes. line drawing actually. Yeah, uh, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago Wiper and True are or have been of recent maybe a year, maybe a little bit longer, uh, uh expanding a little bit with their can arts as well uh, and coming out with more individual kind of images yeah, rather than like yeah sort of stuff gold leaf it hits the gold leaf formula of kind of what they're they're putting out so yeah uh, interesting um oh and she's back she's back um oh. lucy what are you drinking mm. i am drinking a beer that i've been saving to have on here Ooh. um it's called dreams of brew york uh, nice. It's a sour. This is part of their festive Christmas uh, output this year. Um, this is a festive apple pastry loaded mm. with cherries, cranberries, and a hint of spice. So. Oh, nice, so nice. I did see. see um, uh, I don't know what kind of beer style it was, but um, the bottle shop, uh, bottles and books, mm. I think had Nightmare of Brew York. In yeah, yeah, uh, the other that day nice. as well. Yeah, 
yeah, I might. Um... That's just a normal imperial stack. Okay. I, I do need to go and do a little run over there to mm-hmm. to start sort of uh, stashing up for Christmas. I've currently only got one beer in the stash for for Christmas, mm-hmm. which is one I brought back from France, which was nice. uh, an imperial stout. Um, mm-hmm. So far, sat all very lonesome in the cupboard by itself. I need some friends. So, um, uh, uh, talking of, of stouts, <laughs> I like justification. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. Uh, New Bristol Brewery have started putting out their uh, kind of winter Christmassy sort of uh, output. I can't remember what they call it. Twelve beers of Christmas, seven beers of Christmas, eight beers of Christmas. However many they put out, uh, yeah. but they've uh, one released. I think this week or is about to release. Uh, next week so they will start to appear as well and i think i'll slowly start to build up my stash over the coming weeks as uh as more and more stuff starts to come out but for tonight um ooh, mm. for tonight i'm drinking a beer that someone else drank a couple of weeks ago because they gifted ooh. it to me for my birthday um, oh the birthday one yes yes and it is the googly-eyed tartarus uh is it umibozu uh, yeah, the the squid ink seaweed and yuzu in the green one goes the nine point three percent beer. Yeah, so uh, you're having two beers. You're just doing it efficiently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two beers, one glass. Um, did you need a knife to cut the uh, wax no, off? I just or did cra- it just I cracked pop? right through the. Yeah. Cool. Let's see how I get on with that. And we'll return back around to you, Adol, to tell us about the hmm. Wiper and True Pomona collaboration. Yeah. So it's got a lovely, fruity, um, slightly tropical fruity nose. Thinking a little pineapple, a little passion fruit. Um, you poured with a bit ahead, um, but it dissipated really quickly such that I could finish the pour into this lovely glass. Mm. I immediately see what they mean about using the um, flaked oats and barley to give it that like a smooth texture. It, mm. it really does have that um, slightly thicker mouthfeel to it. Okay. Um, which just clings to the tongue and the sides of the mouth a little more on a swish. Um, I mean, I kind of wish I hadn't read the flavor text because I'm not sure. There is grape. I think it said something about white wine and grape in the flavor text, and you definitely have those. Um, mm. In fact, it's much grapier than I was expecting, um, Where the, um, especially given the nose, where the tropical fruits are kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's, it's still nice, nicely bittered, but um, yeah, it's bittered. The malts are slightly more forward than your your average, I would say, wiper true pale ale. Like it's, it, it's still quite nuanced in the way no, wiper and true is. But like, yeah, there's just it, they they usually have everything kind of scale back a bit such that you can tell the different levels of like the maltiness, the the taste curve, the hoppiness. And here it's um yeah, it's just like there's just a bit more it's a bit more malt forward than I than I would have thought. And but again it still has this lovely balance of that sort of just having the tropical fruits reserved enough to let the the grapey white wineness sort of come out. Okay. Um, so yeah, delicate but a little more boisterous than I'm used to from them. Which mm. it's a collab, so that makes sense, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Molar Island are usually we, kind of big, big beers, bigger flavor, or or, or, or quite flavorful. Maybe not necessarily bigger yeah. beers, but flavorful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is this sort of does seem like it's showcasing them both well. Um, the finish is really nice. You're getting that wine and a bit of that maltiness, but in a way that works. Because when mm. I say that sentence out loud, it sounds less good. Um, and I think it's just because they they take a couple turns and then it finishes with a really nice bittering like a nice bitter note when mm-hmm. everything else kind of fades so it's got a moment of biscuit in the finish and then um uh and then yeah and a slightly bitter um upturn which makes it really satisfying to finish even though it's, it's like i got this delicate uh well medium delicate body and but it just hits the finish lasts for a while so it's i could easily nurse this and still kind of take small sips and kind of try and pick apart those that balance, yeah, which nice. is very vapor and true. So yeah, good. I'm really liking it. Good, good. Uh, Lucy, as you've taken a sip, <laughs> sour. <laughs> Did you expect anything <laughs> different? Not really. Um, oh, you can definitely taste the spice. Mm. Uh, Dune beer is a nice warming spice. It tastes like slightly nutmeggy. Let me have a look at the um, flavour text, see exactly what's in here. Masses of cherries, yeah, you can definitely taste those. Okay. Cranberries? Do I taste cranberries? I'm not sure. Mm, I think um, that's quite a hard flavour to come across, cranberry. Mm. Oh, it's cinnamon that's mm. in there. Okay. Um, yeah, I should really read, read this. Anyway, this year we use masses of cherries, cranberries and apple. Uh, to create our festive sour. Cinnamon adds uh, the, that hint of mulled spice with vanilla mm-hmm. rounding off the tartness. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they could have done without the vanilla, honestly, because maybe that's the right kind of sweetness that I'm getting. I think I would have mm, pre- possibly would have just preferred just like, yeah, just keep it sour. Okay. Because mm. it's got like a kind of... Almost, you know, when you get like a beer that has like lactose in it and just slightly cloying, slightly mm-hmm. sickly. This is bordering on that. It's not right away there, but it's bordering. Like the sweetness is just, just taking over a little too much, perhaps. Yeah, at the end, mm. for sure. And I think the apple doesn't help that either. It's, it's an oddity. Um, I think I've gone off sours anyway, but right. There's something I don't know. Mm. Maybe there's too much in this <laughs> that it's just like hmm. Because like cherry lambic, for example, are great. Like I think I had one literally the other week, mm-hmm. and that was very nice. Yeah, it's like yes, you're still getting that sweetness, but it feels like the sweetness and the tartness in. Something like a lambic is just better balanced, whereas this is it, the flavors don't tend to marry in this. That mm. sweetness and that sourness, and mm. the, got the spice going on in there too. I think the spice is probably the a nice underlying tone because you're getting a bit of warmth from it, so that's nice. But yeah, I think I think everything else. I think it may just be a bit OTT. Um, yeah, it's 
it, it feels it's something I don't know, very manufactured and okay. It, that's how it feels. It doesn't feel like the flavors marry or sing together mm. enough. Um, it Aye. feels like everything's trying to vie for attention mm. and nothing ends up coming out on top and it's just a little mess at the bottom. <laughs> but um, maybe being a bit overly harsh on it. But yeah, this mm, probably probably not what I want. Okay, but it's, fair enough. It's drinkable. Yeah, it's drinkable. Fair. I'll finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, not, it's not going down the sink. No, absolutely fair. Absolutely mm. fair. Um, we've had the conversation about brew York before, haven't we? Uh, they can be quite hit and miss sometimes mm. with with varying mm. styles and stuff. They have their staples. Mm-hmm. They have the styles that they really like, just absolutely knock out. And then sometimes yeah. the slightly different beers or the things that you don't expect from them just don't quite hit. Uh, no, but see that, see that's why I'll respect. always buy a stout from mm. them, but everything else I usually leave on the shelf. Yeah. This was like completing the set of sure. their free festive beers. So I was like, mm. I, was like I, was, I, was, I was like nosy and curious enough to try it. So. Mm. Yeah, fair, mm. fair. That's fair. Um, speaking of nose, mm-hmm. this is a ridiculous smell. Oh yeah, I'm super curious. Like it's so, it's almost edging towards um, something more like a not necessarily a, like a gin, but it, it, the nose is getting much more towards a very berry kind of spirit. I would say. Hmm. I didn't even did it give me much flavor text about what was in here. I can't remember whether oh, it does or whether you read off of the website. It does actually. It talks about barrels. Yes, it does give. Uh, it does give a little bit. Um, I mean, it's got loads of stuff in it, isn't it? Um, loads of random things you wouldn't expect, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting nose. Um, obviously, it's it's almost green. You don't get that on the camera at all. Uh, yeah. Um, much more green when you kind of hold it up to the light. Just round the edges is very sort of... I don't even know whether you can get it up there. It looks maybe a little bit more blue, perhaps, on the on the camera. Yeah. Um, ignoring all of the other flavours that kind of kick in. Mm. Interestingly, that kind of like berry... Or at least the sweetness of that berry is like instantly there. As soon as you get it on your tongue, there's that sweetness. And then everything else kind of kicks in and goes, nope, that's not there at all. Here are all of the other flavors that are part of this. Interesting. I think um, I think I had he got hit, but maybe it's just that the burst of the salt was so strong. Mm. that I, don't, I didn't notice that it initially might have started with berry. But for me, it was like, oh, salty beer. Very much, very much. Um, there is that little bit. I think it's it's right at the front. It, 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 it's mm. very easy to miss. And I think it's only because I'm sat here taking in the the nose that it's a little bit easier to pick out mm. as soon as it hits your sort of tongue. Um, but that salt just, just cut through completely, doesn't it? It's sort of, yeah. it's well, not it's, all it's encompassing, salt- but it, it mm. kind of goes, here are the flavours, boom. Oh, and the salt just stays. Mm. Like... It's it's not all encompassing in the sense of it doesn't blow everything out, but while all the other things start to ebb and flow, it's like oh I'm here. At least that's that was the read I had off of it. <laughs> Absolutely, I think the you get the 
like the umami you get what they're kind of where they're kind of pushing that you get maybe again that that little bit of fruit at the front maybe not so much the the other things like the coriander and, and stuff but it'd be oh, interesting so I, to, I think that the coriander there is just closer to the finish that's how i mm, and i think it's it's there. interesting in how maybe there is that kind of and again pushed by the salt perhaps maybe the coriander is more easily uh, 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 kind of mistaken for the seaweed or or something like that because you have yeah, this kind of over. yeah you, you know especially when you have a very like when you have a very salty fish in a mm. restaurant and you're like this is the taste of the sea this is exactly how i think <laughs> it would be if i just swallowed a bunch of seawater and this is what it would would taste like this kind of <laughs> this this feels like it's kind of it's that like there's a load of flavor combinations in here which are very difficult to pick out but make a very interesting flavor that is i think just as we were saying kind of just cut through with that salt which sticks around but the more i talk and the more i don't go back to it the more the other elements kind of come in. So the, the fruity, at least I thought it was more sort of berry fruitiness, kind of comes back a little bit. The sourness of everything kind of appears again as well. So actually, like, oh, this is a sour beer. It's just got such a salty finish, which gives a bit of a bitter end to it, that mm. it doesn't really seem like a sour when you first sort of mm. drink it. It's only, you know, I think as my palate will acclimatize to the different flavors that are going on, that I think the the, the, the nature of the beer, the, the sour element of it will come through that little bit more, um, the more towards the end I get. Mm, mm. It's, it's unique. It, it's very unique, very much. And it's it's one to, to sup rather than to sort of uh, uh, knock back quickly even with that salt drying you out and being the sort of predominant flavor um it, it doesn't really call me to go back to it very much you know it doesn't want mm. me to be like this is what you've got experience everything else again because i think it's rounded enough that you don't worry that you're like oh this is overly bitter i better go back to it and experience everything all over again just to yeah. just to, to, to wash that bitterness out it, it's not like that at all the finish is, has a bit of ducking and weaving um, of the flavors, and then it just it and then it just kind of a long, slightly salty one, but just mm. like you said, not salty enough that you're like, <laughs> weirdly, yeah. it doesn't make you go salty aftertaste. I might need to quench that with something. Mm. It's a very unique beer. Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, I'm glad I've experienced it now, um, and mm. I shall Never continue to drink it. Uh, so thank you, sir, for for. The gift. So yeah, um, I literally I brought two beers to Bristol and came home with a, it was one in the morning because of the train delays and I'm walking home the 25 minutes with this like carrier bag full of beer being like this is really annoying. I've been carrying this around since five, but also since three, uh, but also oh yeah. And now I have. Now I don't have to buy another beer for the rest of the year because nice. you know I'll keep every single one of them for the podcast. Yeah, may. No, my half made out of town. Um, I do. Uh, uh, just by chance, I do enjoy mm. where the bottle cap also just managed oh, to crack. Did so you get lose one eye? Just lose, lost one eye. 
Uh, it's slightly more piratey. That's actually the, more uh, demonic looking. That look that looks more like a um like, a ah! weird sea demon. Yeah. Or whatever. Is it a demon or a ghost? Demon Oni, they're demons, aren't they? Oni. Yeah. Um Oni of the sea, this one, perhaps. Is it like every demon is a ghost, but not every ghost is a demon? Oh, I don't even think every demon's a ghost. I don't know. Ghost. This, this. I mean, like ghosts usually every, usually are deceased beings from the mortal plane, and I think demons are like never from never born mm, here, right? That's true. They're from the other planes. I don't know. Sure. There's some kids out there that are some demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to diverge too much, um, but. Um, there's a new trailer for the the Ghostbusters, uh, the new Ghostbusters film oh, yes. coming out. I haven't seen it. Um, and uh, any time, I mean, any time I drink a Goza, I just think of Ghostbusters. Oh, so, you know, we we brought. So this is to be clear. This is a sequel to the second reboot, which was a because both reboots technically were sequels to Ghostbuster Two, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but okay. the second one wasn't a sequel to. The new Ghostbusters? I mean, I think it's all set in the same space, in the same universe, right? So in the uh, in the second, in the last film that came out mm-hmm. under the name Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd is in it. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, and no. is the character no, no, I, like a, the retired? You know, he's retired as such. I thought. Oh, I thought after, like Afterlife. No, yeah, the reboot in 2016 that Paul Feig directed. I don't think is in the same universe as Afterlife and now Frozen Empire. Oh, That's what I was to say. okay. That was because the, there was the female, Ghostbusters, all, Ghostbusters all female. Two, then one, then there it? was the all female one mm-hmm. that all the fans were horrendous oh, about God, and yeah. never gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, weirdly, what's his name, Ivan Reitman, was like, "I'm going to make a, uh, the movie just for the fans," like as because for to like remember his dad. Yes. Was, right. And then, in the worst way, because like this one's going to be for the fans, i.e., the fans who didn't like it, i.e., the bad guys, mm. um, the misogynists. This one's for the yeah. misogynists, even though, <laughs> even though they get in quite well, some you know, some fairly strong female honest, characters in in the. That would probably make it sell more if you just sell that, <laughs> if that was the tagline for the film. <laughs> because sadly, yeah. people come out in their dress. Um, like, but oh, yeah, this movie's for me. <laughs> Yo, they're going to bust all those girls who ghosted me. <laughs> Completely different film. It's, it's, yeah. Oh God! Bill Murray. How Bill Murray is Murray's not a reality show <laughs> where people submit their people who ghosted them and then they track them down. Oh, mate, and hosted by them. Bill Murray, and he is just scathing the entire way through. That's just no, just except when he's hitting on the fucking pieces the and hits on, and hits on all of them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, anyway. that, that's definitely. Um, yeah. So, so the dating Kalisa on the sorry. I wonder if he's still dating Kelly. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so I did look it up, and the re- it was a reboot in 2016, right? And then uh, Afterlife came out in 2021, and Frozen Empire will come out next year, and will be a continuation. So Afterlife is like a, a time jump sequel, right? A sequel yep. that takes place decades later. Yep. Hence why Dan Aykroyd's in it, and then Frozen Empire is. Um, has everyone except Harold Ramis in it, I suppose. 
from the original team before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You see their faces wow. at least. All all of their faces are there. I will never watch this film. <laughs> like I've never watched so the other two. It's on Netflix. It's an easy watch. It's I, a very easy watch. I Which the the new one? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I'm okay. Uh, the way Ghostbusters uh, is like literally like near the bottom of eighties <gasps> films. Really? Mm. Yeah. I it's okay. Think but, to yeah. put us on back on track a bit. I think the Ghostbusters video game was a really good Ghostbusters piece of media, better than anything of the new stuff. Okay. Do you remember that one? That, like the 360 one. Yeah. That around then. Yeah, I, I didn't play it, um, but yeah, I've heard that sentiment. It, mm. it, had, the, it had the right vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Rapey. But, sorry? <laughs> no, please continue. <laughs> sorry? Mm. So let's put it this way: because of all the misogyny and the fact that after having rewatched Ghostbusters one and two in the past decade, I realized they aren't as good as what I liked. Mm. Also, it turns out I liked the cartoon a lot. Yeah, overall, yeah, yeah I preferred the yeah, cartoon. Was great. Yeah. So I, I say like this the because universe of Ghostbusters, just not the actual films that much. Yeah. So it turns yeah. out you can measure my like fandom of the um of a franchise. Based on my acquisition of their Lego, yeah, because <laughs> I had I bought the original um, DeLorean um, set from Lego Ideas. That was one of the first Lego Ideas sets that mm. ever came around. And then last year or two years ago or whatever, when the Icons version of it came out, bought that too because I can't just have one DeLorean from Lego. Oh, also I have the Playmobil DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though Playmobil DeLorean is quite yeah, cool the, the, the Playmobil set. Back to the Future set was really mm. cool I yeah. would have gotten that but yeah. oh. and the Lego like Ecto-1 so I have the Lego Ecto-1 that originally yeah. came out that came out with, that was minifig sized and came with the four mm-hmm. minifigs with their proton packs nice I also did get the Dimensions Slimer and the um, time traveling right. train uh, set from, from Back to the Future because I really like the idea of dimensions. Boy, did that whole thing fail miserably. Mm. And now they're, they're oh, no, weird. Yeah. I just have these I got weird the games. Portal that... one. Hmm. Yeah, I got the Portal one. Mm. I always wanted the Scooby Doo one, but I don't think I got that. But yeah, the Portal. But they came out with a fancy Ecto one that's like more of akin to like their really mm-hmm. big builds. Yeah. So it's it's just intricate, not minifig size at all, but the details of their like vehicles. No fucking interest. Right, and, okay. and, and like the yeah. five years that between these two, something just died in me about that franchise. <laughs> and what happened was I rewatched them. That's what killed it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I say, like they were never my favorite originally, and yeah, rewatching them is. I, I had toys. Like we like, played both Ghostbusters in my cousin basement. Like I had a proton pack, and I had the trap. And the trap fucking never opened, and it did, and it was just, which was so infuriating because it's not like it opened and did something. It just need to put stand on a thing, but it was air pressure based, and it was just not. The plastic was too heavy for little doors. Oh, we had the we had the trap. It was, you know, and I never remember it not working. But um, oh, I mean, maybe we had a bad one, or we were yeah. just uncoordinated nerds. Yeah, the way toys were made back then. I mean, 
variable. The amount of times you hear things getting recalled because some child ingested a part <laughs> of it, or you know, it got up and mm. stabbed made someone. Them turn blue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, wait, there was a 2022 video game called Spirits Unleashed. Yes, I thought that's mm. the one you were talking about. Oh, the, I was like, talking about the, Ghostbusters the, the the video game. One. Um, like, uh, yeah, 2009, Ghostbusters colon, the video game that came out with, for the PS3, Windows 360, and then there was a subpar PS2, PSP, Wii version. Mm-hmm. A port. Also was, also. Yeah, but it was one of those, like, ports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they remastered it for the PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Steam, in 2019, probably for one of these damn movies. But I didn't know there was a Spirits Unleashed game and a, this year. Is that a first uh, VR game? Sh- oh, that's the VR one, right? This year, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's really weird. Mm. Mm. But um, again, I've ju- we've just established I don't actually care. Yeah, I was going to say, like we, we, we did, what about games we have played? Right, does anyone want to talk we about games them. we have played? At all. There's games you've played. I, don't know there's a game I finally finished that game that I'm supposed to have talked about two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh i finished venba it i was like 20 minutes away from the end right from my um it is short mm-hmm. uh it is short i really liked it i um obviously for if you didn't listen to the previous episodes we've talked about it it is a cooking ish game uh that uh, takes place over the essentially the lifetime of Venba after she's moved to Canada with her husband in the late 80s from India they're Tamil um, and it just continues on and basically every chapter is like a new ch- moment in her and her family's life and it's about it's a, it's not really about the cooking like the the pretenses her mom when she moved away from India gave her a recipe book she hasn't touched it for years, so some stuff is like not lasted, and so uh, you 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 have to figure out how to make the recipes in mm-hmm. the right way, mm-hmm. where there's like rubbed off stuff or missing information, um, sort of. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but it's really it's really a narrative about the immigrant experience. Um, I think cold take uh, on the escapist, not that, that exists. Oh yeah. Mm. One of the the most recent cold take, which I didn't even know was a series, is basically um, was talking about was it cold take? Yeah, uh, it was one of the escapist video series. I didn't realize they had because I only ever watched Via Zero Punctuation and only that name frequently. Uh, um, we talked about Venba and another thing, and basically said the reason I'm talking about these two games is because they're gr- good games, but I can't generically recommend them because some games are. If I know you're part of the right audience, you will love it. Mm. That was the premise, and that's exactly what this is. And, and they basically said something along the lines of like, if you are an immigrant or part of a, like a first gen family, y- you will understand this, and it will touch you in a, in a certain way. And it's not that people. It's just it's not a thing you can get. It's just a thing you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Said it something like that. I, I I mean I think that's true because you can't. There's like it's just the subtle dance of certain bits that just speak to you because you lived it, 
and obviously not of I'm, I'm not my family's not Tamil, right? And like they didn't move to Toronto. Not that Toronto and Calgary are really different video game ways. Uh, but it like mostly just takes place in an apartment, right? And it's just mm-hmm. about being there. But there's also different moments of their family having hardship or, you know, just living and having to adapt that was really interesting because I'm the kid and the kid is like it's it takes it's focused on the mom. But I actually, I assume Abby, the lead designer, I think he's probably someone like me. Sure. Because uh, it's, and like, mm-hmm. what I thought was really smart was focusing it on the mom. First of all, love letter to your mom, I'm guessing. But um, the mom is from away and never stops being Indian primarily. So it actually, by making her the main character, She's kind of like the steady state narrator. And as you watch her kid grow up and struggle with his identity, the struggle is not the main character. The main character isn't changing that much within a short Mm -hmm. game is very good, right? So she's actually like, even though her she's literally defined as being other in the context, she's actually stable. She's always the other. And so it makes the, the story from her perspective you get to see her watch her son change. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really, I think that's a, such a stronger narrative of the first gen immigrant experience than if you were following him. Sure. Because mm-hmm. just her stability of always knowing her identity as an Indian in Canada uh, and her family's now there, it just means you can notice more on the other characters, even if they're not taking up screen time. Mm. Which again, it's a short game, but I thought that was mm-hmm. really smart. Um, I teared up at one point of the game. Uh, it still disappointed me gameplay wise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first few levels, you are doing this decoding of the cookbook. There's a puzzle there, and I think uh, the last in the last couple levels there's this huge meal you're making um and there's a plot point that i don't want to spoil that like is related to you making this meal uh but it feels really rushed because every other recipe you're having to figure out and i know like decades have passed and the point is you now know how to make these and you're just making them but it's most of that chapter there's no skill involved because it's just click on a thing when there's an outline you just you're not even reading the book anymore. And I, I get the idea that... I assume the idea is she's now old and so has learned all these recipes in the interim from the beginning. And like the whole... I think they were doing this notion of like accelerating. So like when she finally cracked the cookbook, it was hard and she had to figure things out. And then, ten, and then a couple of years pass, right? And then she's figuring out more recipes. And at some point she decides to like figure out the whole book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we know that that wasn't the case given a point in the end. But um, I think that was a really missed opportunity because that meal had a notion of disappointment. That's as spoilery as I want to get. Right. Just because it's short and I think I don't want to spoil a beat. A beat. Um, it, it, and so just, I, the disappointment would have hit harder if I, if I was making five meals, right? Instead, the five meals took about the same amount of game time, maybe a little longer than um, one of the more intricate first meals mm. and actually if i had to go through all of the yeah. steps of those five meals and some of it was like you're cutting a fish which 
Boy, did that feel weird. They had this very nice art style, but cutting into the fish and seeing the layers of flesh, I was like, as a vegan, this feels weird. Um, and but then you just you then you just have a spice bowl and you just click on the spice bowl and dump it. And yeah. it's, you didn't make the spice bowl, right? But if right. I had to prepare all of the spices and all of the steps, all of all five of these complicated meals, then when I hit the requisite emotional point, I have done the work that mm. the character has mm. done. Yeah. And ensuing still, emotion, right? I, I think that, it was a really missed opportunity. Me, like that, that, I get what you're saying, but it, it still hit me mm. um, like that part. Oh, yeah, like, I'm just oh, saying... Oh, man, that's a gut punch, yeah. Yeah, it's a gut punch, but I think... Mm. It, it could have it, been even more. It would. So yeah, what I'm guessing is punchy. that it would have been more punchy, and the game part would have been more consistent. So it, like mm-hmm. that's why I'm like I was like ah, really because it, it's not that the narrative didn't hit. It's just the narrative mm-hmm. could would have hit more just because I would have been more invested. But also, if I was trying to play this game and like just having the plot happen at me because I was like ah cooking game, I would have been disappointed in the cooking as well. So I just think it was like a natural. Mm-hmm spot where they just dropped the ball probably but, because they yeah, were afraid of making it, it was a bored. bit jarring gameplay wise so i was like why am i not doing the whole rigmarole here so yeah it did stand out to me at that point um and that was probably one of my things about the why is there no like recipe book in the game or like, or, like in mm. the menu because it's like yeah you're doing quite a few like different dishes there that all have their own merit and yet you're not uh, you know, even saying what some of these are, you know, so um, or giving the name of them so someone so, can look them up. So it's not like, uh, and kind of like the puzzle element of this game is sort of like some of the ingredients are missing off of this recipe. You've got, you know, you've got to guess what they are necessarily. Or, it's more or, of or... the order of things, right? Okay. So, so almost every puzzle, when it's puzzly. Um, is like, oh, this part's rubbed off. I'm not sure what I'm what I'm supposed to do here. You have all the right bits are in front of you. Mm-hmm. There's never like go to the fridge moment, right? Sure. It's just sure. when what am I supposed to do with this if it's not on the list of things I can read, etc. Um, and then there's also this weird thing where later um, chapters the book is all in Tamil in a way that it was half translated before. Right, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I can't anyway, remember. So the point is, like, it sets a notion of what the puzzles are, and I get that maybe they just don't want to stagnate because there's only so much like order flipping, etc. But I think there still would have been some interesting, like, I guess they, they kind of streamlined that chapter a lot, even though it was the biggest meal you make. And it was because you're basically just like, click a thing, click a thing, click a thing, click a thing. Now that thing's glowing. Click it. Oh, it flips it. I never had to know what... I didn't know what I was making. I didn't know what was in the bowl. I knew there was a pot yeah. with some little... Like, with a thing in it that had spots. So I just dumped the stuff in the spots. Then, when I did that, all they all started bubbling. And I now had to flip them. Now I know what they made. Because I know what the dish is. And then I take them out and they've cooked on both sides. And like the nitpicky guy in me would be like, oh, they they appeared randomly. But clearly that one has been sitting for so long it should have been cooked first. I don't care about that. That's what I'm like. I'm not being that guy. I'm saying what I I am being the guy of saying at least tell me like not in because the there's like a list of things she's cooking that she quickly crosses off and you can't really read it. 
But like saying I'm making this at the very minimum mm -hmm. would have been just a, like at the minimum, I think it was needed because it's just like I am now just cooking things except for the fish. I don't even know what the fish is spiced with. I mm. never knew. Mm. Right. Because the spice bowl I didn't create. The list was in Tamil. Like it was just one in seven things I was doing or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just it felt like they didn't have faith in shame. their mechanic mm. of like. I'm doing this slowly and methodically. And actually, there th I found even the kind of more straightforward recipes interesting to do just because it was like, I'm pretending to cook. Mm. But you, you, you kind of almost want the, the experience that you've had with this and the way that the story kind of progresses, but also like the, the puzzle element of a little bit of uh, uh, kind of figuring stuff out, but that, that things can kind of go wrong as well, right? Okay, well, it so, turns it to in, into a slightly different game so potentially, but there's there's a lot of ways of doing this. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever planned a multi-course meal for for people. Um, the struggle is exactly what other cooking games do, which is timing things. Yeah, right? absolutely. But actually, mm. we in the twenty years in which we are with Venba, she consistently is in the same apartment, which I think is a good choice, but with a hot plate, it's like, okay, you could you could have bought a second hot plate. Mm. Like there's there's like space to think about because actually some of the early things she made are just gonna be too cold in the way that the narrative presents them. Like the fish is not the last thing that's cooked. You cook a whole other um, curry in a in a um, pressure cooker afterwards. So that means that fish is cold even when everything is done, and that's just not what an Indian mom would do. Sure. Right? Like, it, it, that's a pedantic thing because it's like... <laughs> that is, that is I was just like, true. I was just playing the game and I didn't think about... But I just mean... Like but, I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I don't think it needed to have that. I'm just saying there, there was space to increase the puzzle space. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Yeah, if they if yeah. they didn't if they didn't think that the like decoding the recipe stuff had enough legs to do for seven chapters or whatever it is, um, they, they could have expanded that and and still kind of like d done something. And again, I think in that especially that meal, because they, mm. the the point was you're making five or six different things, and there and none of it there was no way you could screw up. It stopped being a puzzle, right? And it's just like a a, yeah. a a visual novel, but except you have to find the next page button. It sure. was an outlier in terms of the rest of the the game, for sure. Yeah. Um, again, I want to preface this with the whole thing is great, and it's also mm -hmm. compact, and I think worth buying and supporting the developer. I don't want to take away from that, but that's like it stood out. I think that level because it was like, oh, this mm -hmm. felt weird and rushed. And like mm. I'm thinking about that gameplay wise, and then I'm like, oh, right, is, emotions. Can we, as a just as a kind of concluding kind of comment to mm. those points, do you think this is something that you, as someone who enjoys cooking and 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 very much knows what you're doing, do you think this stood out more to you because of that? Oh, interesting. Um. I don't think so, at least not this level, because it's I'm trying to grade it on its own curve, right? Sure. The first couple levels were... I, I told you last last week, I didn't even think about blending rice 
dried mm-hmm. to make the flour because I rarely blend things unless there's liquid involved, and that was a brain fart of mine. And I was making rice. I mean, I couldn't read rice flour, but I understood what it was doing. Obviously, yep. you don't add white. And and that was none of that notion. There's no space for that in this. It was just click through okay. stuff, right? And so there wasn't space for a mistake, and that's why I thought it was a missed opportunity. Just because it would have, yeah, some steaks. Not that I think steaks should have been in the meal. Um, yeah. Would have made, again, the narrative point stronger, but also would have been gameplay. And this felt like they took the gameplay away at the level in which they had been previously presenting it. And that's the thing. is like I'm not saying, oh, I want a more complex cooking game in your narrative game. I'm saying you gave me a more complex cooking game. And then you kind of took it away for a bit, which could have been like the, like, the main hump game mechanic wise and instead mm-hmm. was like ah we'll just and I, I, I either it was a i wouldn't be surprised if it was like a deadline thing or just a you know some cold feet on can we really ask the the pl- player to do this five times in a row sure yeah and maybe they're right maybe i'm the only guy who wants to see it five times in a row but i think there's some, <laughs> at least a middle ground right i think this probably like may work narratively in the way that you say it like show her doing all those laborious steps and I think there's also a narrative argument to being like oh look she's doing this it's very fun and very quick and you know it's, it's, it's like a little montage almost why there isn't like any mechanics in it potentially and then it's just like you know you're on this high and there's nothing like stopping you or getting you you know there's no like fail instance like there mm, in some mm. of the other puzzles, and it's like you're still riding that high, only for them just to be the disappointment afterwards. So yeah. I think there's arguments to <laughs> to be made for it works that way, and it could also work in your way as well. Mm-hmm. So mm. Yeah, fair. Arguments for both. Mm. Good, good. Uh, any any closing comments quickly on on Vember? I enjoyed it. I think I was pretty much where a deal is. Mm. Um, you know, probably could have been a bit more puzzly and stuff like that. And, you know, it does have flaws, but I think the story that it tells is, and the way it tells it through those mechanics, despite them being quite simple, is still oh. quite, you know, powerful. So, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it won't be something that, like, it's not going to be on, like, my, well, I don't even have a top 10 this year, my top 5 or something, top sure, 10 yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a nice experience. Nice no, and ha- experience. I think having not Something played a lot different. of games this year, yeah. uh, it might Something be on the different. list, but like I said, I, again, I, no, I, I, I want to yeah. be clear that I enjoyed it, and I think people should play it. It just was like, again, it's an indie studio, mm-hmm. clearly a labor of love. Um, it just, if, if, if you're... It, if you see the early levels or whatever, just be prepared for that inconsistency is all I want to say. Fair. Good. Fair. I teared up. Good. It was like an hour and a half total yeah. game time, I think, right? So, like, I... Yeah. I mean, tears... Some emotional bits in there for feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always going to drive a game up towards the uh, the top of uh, our game of the year <laughs> lists, uh, usually. Um, oh, man, yeah, yourself. before your eyes. <laughs> if you haven't played that, play that. That's a fucking tearjerker. What was um, the one that got you last year, Lucy? Citizen Sleeper. Oh, Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I should play that. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still on um, Game Pass? The sequel's coming out. Um, yes, next year. 
Yeah, Do I, I still have Game Pass? Let's open the Xbox app. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, interesting. Maybe that's not worth just, it. Well, uh, that, that'd be a very good Steam Deck game. I think that's. Is that how I played it? Yeah, that really? was how I played it. Like streaming it to the Steam Deck from. Oh, from your PC. Oh, I keep forgetting that's a thing. Yeah. Mm, mm. Maybe we'll have well, a, a, a. I say that, but my PC is no longer like that robust. <laughs> yeah. I built <laughs> it in the either. pandemic. <laughs> No. Yeah, that's when I got mine, and it's a refurb at that. So. Still, still, it was my most powerful PC. Is that weird? Uh, I opened the Microsoft Xbox app Surface and it opened the EA app. <laughs> right, let's move on. Mm. Move on from November. Mm. Um, Lucy, have you got anything you want to chat about mm. this week? Yeah, say November. Yeah, because that's the month. November. No, that's very good. <laughs> this has been. No, it's been very Vember. Anyway, um, <laughs> I will briefly touch on Air Twister, and I mean oh, briefly yes. because uh, I put up a post about it today, which is I saw Juicy Loose Nine at dot Substack dot com. Or Did whatever. you? But yes, um, mm-hmm. yeah. You might have gone to your junk email. My email has not notified me that you have done this. I need to find it now and make sure that I'm not getting fucked over by my emails. Sorry, just banned it outright. It's like this is spam. This is this is phishing. This is phishing. Um, Yeah, so anyone can read like a bit more in depth thoughts over there. But uh, yeah, it's the it's the spiritual successor to Space Harrier. Uh, by the same creator, which mm. I mean, we spoke about Space Area a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Yu Suzuki, mm-hmm. uh, his 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 grand opus, <laughs> Space Area, and this this somehow got made. <laughs> um, someone you know reversed a dump truck full of money, mm. probably not a lot of money, because uh, game looks very budget, um, but. They, Nevertheless, I think someone gave him money to <laughs> put uh, to, to, to make a game and uh, put it on Apple Arcade. And you know, if someone gave me money, I would make a space area. Yes, yeah. understandable. That's what yeah. it is. It's like it's basically space area, just a lot easier, which is good because space area is hard as balls. Um, yeah, it, it, if you've ever played Space Harriet, this is the same thing. It's just got a, like a a non-pixelated, slightly shiny coat of paint on it. Um, you're doing the same thing, like on rail shooter. You're floating, mm. you know, around the screen, dodging enemy fire, and shooting like ridiculous things. Um, uh, your your weapon, it can either do a singular shot, or basically if you to lock onto multiple enemies, you just have to, you know, be in line with them. Like, okay, you're gonna have to be in line with them as it, when you move around the screen. You can just like select. I think it's, I think it's either five or six multi locks from the beginning, but you can mm. upgrade that and it goes to even more. So it's like, yeah, you're just it. it in a way, it kind of plays itself. Mm. I was about There's to not ask. as much. Yeah, it, like I think there's twelve stages in all. Um, haven't quite got to the end of them, but the first time I played it, and this is without any of the unlocks um, or any of the upgraded skill trees where you can get, like, you know, added durability or mm. added attack or 
you can slow down time. Um, I got up to stage seven without seeing my first game over. Nice. And I had two continues, but I was like, I know there's like a skill tree in this, so I was just like, I'm gonna not bother use the continues just so that I could, you know, oh. d- you know, just get out of the game and see Bounce what and I could then unlock. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah, because mm. yeah, I probably could have continued and maybe get to a few extra stages, possibly. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, I want to see a bit more of this game has to offer mm. immediately. That makes sense. But yeah, it's 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 a, it's a far breezier game than Space Harrier ever was. But um, <laughs> the best thing about it <laughs> is that it's got this absurd soundtrack <laughs> where it's. Basically, a uh, Queen tribute. It's not even a band. I think it's just one guy. This, I was not expecting <laughs> this. Go on. Sorry. It's not that I wasn't listening before, but I'm very much listening now. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as you load up the game, the title screen, it's basically Bohemian Rhapsody if you don't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> and I was just like... My brain tricked me, and I thought, "Am I listening to Queen? Is this a Queen song? I don't know." And then I had to Google it immediately, and it was just like, whilst I was doing that and just going down this rabbit hole of this Dutch uh, <laughs> composer and multi-instrumentalist, um, the song was just playing. And like when you're in the menus as well, like doing the upgrade tree, yeah. <laughs> the song is just playing. And I'm just like, this is the most absurd thing. It's. Uh, it it doesn't fit with the game <laughs> at all. Amazing! But I love it because that's it doesn't. even better. <laughs> yes, I was just like, okay, you Suzuki. He liked this guy. He, he I don't think anyone told him no well, on this, uh, yeah. and it's just like well. that is what you want from somebody, you know, like. So no one told Kojima no on Death Stranding, and he made what he wanted. Mm. And it's like, why can't all these, you know? Why can't there just be... Well, there is infinite money, let's be real. Mm. But, like, why can't there just be infinite money to all these developers and just say, make what you want. And then you end up with this weird mishmash of Space Harrier to, like, this rock opera soundtrack, and it's just Um, fantastic. YouTube has almost all of the songs Mm. um, on there. And is there one that I should just play 30 seconds of without us getting a copyright strike? Um, Um... the, gosh, what's the title screen one? It's in my article. It, it's called Phantom of the Opera. So oh. that tells you everything that you need to know. Phantom, isn't it? Um, Phantom of the Opera 2022. Yeah. Here we go. Right. So, <laughs> Let's see if this will come through. No, we'll get rid of the Sorry. ad. Apologies, everybody. <laughs> I assume this is being picked up on Discord. No, it shouldn't be. You, you, I'm not here. Uh, on OBS. It's being picked up on OBS. Oh, it's picked up on OBS. It's not going to be picked on Discord. No. So the, it's the opposite of me d- pushing the soundboard things on Discord. Okay, what was it called? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to. Are you listening, Ben? Jesus Christ, he yes. Look at his face. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. All Wait, of so us. What was just, the, what was the, uh, name uh, of the If you put in Air, I, Air Twister, Air OST, T- yeah. Phantom of the Opera 2022. <laughs> Oh my god! And I mean, I, 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 the the listener has a, a very small selection of it. Uh, Audacity won't have picked this up, so I don't know how I'm going to overlay this. But um, well, you know where to go, listener. And if you want to be treated, listener, if you want to, if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, yeah, 
Air Twister OST Phantom <laughs> of the Opera 2022. There's a link to it in my um, piece on something. I, I, oh, I, I just really give it for everybody on the mm-hmm. video version. Um, oh, actually, <laughs> I wonder if, if I... This, this is insane. This is really great. Oh, um... But, um... <laughs> Yeah. So like fuck. <laughs> it's just immediately. It's like, uh, as you can tell, uh, the the I think he's called Valencia, with mm. a S instead of a C. Um, mm. Obviously, on Wikipedia, it says uh, a big inspiration is Queen. Sure. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> didn't really yeah. get. That. Um, I think I can. Uh, if I do. Can you hear it now? No. Am I outputting to no. you? No. Okay. It's all I, I thought there was a thing I could do for the last several no, days. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. Just just in case we ever come across this again, where we want to bring this on, I have to find a way to bring in another track to on on OBS for everybody to. to I used to have to. a way to do it. I just can't um, remember what it is. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there you go. I've turned it off. I mean, one, of, so one of the comments on if Bohemian Rhapsody is gro- so great, why isn't there a Bohemian Rhapsody two? Valencia, <laughs> hold my beer. Like that is literally one of the comments on the. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, just yeah, it's <laughs> it's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and it's just like you're listening to that soundtrack and riding like right at this massive goose, and it's just uh, you know sh- ah. shooting at stingrays, and it's just like yeah, this is just stupid, and I love it. Brilliant. You know? Yeah. Do you think <laughs> this is uh, the space area I would have dreamed uh, of? Like, uh, Yu Suzuki wakes on up one morning and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "I've had, I've had a dream about space harrier, but it was a little bit different. And this is mm. the ways that it was just different. Let's do this. <laughs> just game made instantly, instantly done. Yeah. Everyone else is like, "Yes, of course, of course, we can render a giant goose. Yes, that's something we can do. Of course." Uh, like you say, yeah, but that's air twister. Very yeah, yeah. It's just it's just his yes game, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. And I, I'm I'm glad he got to make it. So happy day. Mm. Um, but I really want to know why you were playing Far Cry. <laughs> Far Cry New Dawn. <laughs> I saw it on Discord earlier. Oh, I have to ask him. I have to ask um, him what happened. By I his mean, computer. like I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it for for five minutes, I suppose. Um. I was just browsing. PS Plus game? It was a PS Plus game, yeah, absolutely. And I'm browsing around going, like, I don't really know what to play. Waiting mm. for the, the new games to come out. I, I started Inscription. I'm like, ah, I've already played Inscription. I don't, I don't think I want to play it kind of through again. The first bit is not particularly good with the kids about, perhaps, because uh, like the, yeah, the imagery and stuff scary, isn't, isn't yeah. fantastic for kids. So I'll get rid of that. Not that Far Cry is much better for kids, but at least it's so removed from fucking reality in terms of yeah. uh, 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 kind of the, the action first-person shooter kind of thing. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, but it is just mindless bullshit. Right, Far Cry yeah. New Dawn is just minus bullshit. Mm. Um, it, was that the DLC? Yeah. What is New Dawn? So new, the colourful one. No, so New Dawn, it's like the Blood the Dragon. Yeah, it's like the Blood Dragon oh, it's like a uh, um, of 5. And I don't know whether it's the mm. same map, but because I, I haven't played 5. But 5 yeah. was the like set in the States, 
there's this uh, apocalyptic cult kind oh, of just... religiousy weird thing yeah. going on. Um, Jared this <laughs> this is a like a direct sequel to that. Yeah, so it's a sequel versus like Blood Dragon was an insanity. Yes, yes. Like, uh, what, <laughs> um, what what can we do with this engine? But this this game is kind of like the nukes did go off. Um, mm. And this is the world uh, 15, 20 years later kind of thing um, when everyone is able to come back out of their bunkers in certain places. And, uh, you know, this this group of people are terrorizing everybody. This group of people tried to help everybody and it didn't quite work. And you're one of those people. You're, you're kind of like an outsider who's come into this area, um, which I would assume is the same map still called Hope County, which is what I think the map in... Uh, uh, Far Cry 5 was called. So I think mm-hmm. it, it, it essentially like we could just make another game based on all the assets that we already have, but because it's slightly post-apocalyptic and I'm running around looting bags off of the floor and picking up duct tape and then shooting people from cover feels very much like The Division uh, and, and, and very much not in the not in a gameplay kind of wise, but in a setting and a tone kind of way. Uh, yeah. um, even though it's not in a city, it's in the kind of American reclaimed wilderness, yeah. almost. Right. But it's very much that kind of vibe: like run around, loot some stuff, shoot some people, loot some more stuff, shoot some more people, loot some more stuff, shoot some more fucking people. Then I'll craft some bits, and then I'll loot some more stuff, and I'll shoot some more fucking people. And that is it. it it's just rinse and repeat, shoot some stuff, loot some yeah, people. No, fun. yes, mm. looting and shooting. Loot and shooting, basically. And it is minus fun. I mean, it's just it's just very very easy. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of PlayStation Plus games on there which would be equally kind of as easy, but it, it sort of sits in that same space. That most first-person shooters, at least the campaigns of most first-person shooters, kind of do. Um, mm. I, I, I had a thought to return to uh, Metro Exodus, but oh, yeah. uh, I kind of wasn't quite in the mood for no. the, the, the the intensity that mm. that Seems kind like of game. Something you absolutely has. have to be in the mood. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, and I would say most of the time, you know, eighty percent of my time, I am probably in the mood for something like that. But not quite when the evenings are getting that little bit darker and it's already a bit like, where's the sun gone? And then to play a game where you're like, oh, there's no sun here. Whereas New Dawn is like, the sun, it exists and everybody has come back outside. It's it's amazing. Um, But it is just just mindless. Mm. Thank you for answering my question (laughs) as to why. (laughs) Well... You could have just said you just wanted mindless fun. I was like, yeah, yes, yes. I know we, yeah. we we've mentioned we've mentioned um, the uh, uh, newer podcast that we are uh, in the process mm. of uh, of putting a few episodes together for, which is very franchise uh, uh, focused. Adam, you were on the first uh, recording of Assassin, um, yeah. to talk about Assassin's Creed, um, and Dave, who uh, is hosting, when we start uh, putting those episodes out and start to record some more. Asked for some ideas, and I thought, oh, Far Cry, that you know, it's a it's a series I really enjoy mm. the first few games of, you know, one mm-hmm. to three. I've I, I, I really like the first three games, uh, Blood Dragon as well was was, was just uh, completely out there as a as a product. Um, the TV show came out recently, has it in my mind as well, mm. or the the Netflix uh, show yeah. has it in my mind as well. And I'm like, I'll play some Far Cry. I'm pretty sure they're all on PS Plus. I I didn't play four. I'll go back and play four. 
it's not there. Okay, fine. I'll play five. It's not there. Okay, what's the next one? Gotcha. Well, uh, New Dawn. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try that. And as I'm playing New Dawn, I'm thinking I should probably just go and play six because that is free on PS Plus as well. Um, Already? Yes. Yeah, and six only came Was out last, last year. year yeah. Yeah, but yeah. PS Plus tends to that be the really one year old, right? Mm. Like, that's sure. the second boost of a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think and they've hoping... got a deal with Ubisoft as well. So I think if you're a premium subscriber, you basically have whatever the, the Ubisoft product is these days. It used to be Ubisoft Connect. I don't know what it's called anymore. Um, yeah. But uh, where you can, you have all Ubisoft games free, essentially. Um, and I don't know whether the tier that I'm on just get like a taster of things in and out every couple of months sort of thing, which which would make sense if they've partnered up. The same as Microsoft have partnered up with, with EA, right? For uh, If you've got Game Pass mm-hmm. Ultimate, you, you have yeah. EA, whatever their Play. stuff is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, is that why when I opened up the Xbox app earlier, it opened up EA Play? Or is that just that something weird I happened? I don't know. Depends what game you were trying to launch, I imagine. Uh, I, was, I just opened up the Xbox app, and then EA Play uh-huh. splash screen came in, and I was like, what are you doing? Uh, maybe I install this too, if mm, you want to play sure. Battlefield 2. Mm. <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront. Remake two, reboot two, mm. or whatever. Yeah, because um, I think when we, you and I, Adel, we played Battlefront, but like through something else that then took. It you was yeah, we had to EA go play. on. It was it was a, was it post Origin, or was it? Yeah, I think it was the launch of the Origin. Mm, I think it was. Um, you had to go into Origin, yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember if it was when they replaced Origin with EA Play, but before you could just natively launch some of those games. Yeah, you couldn't natively launch. I think we played it through something yeah. like GOG. I think we had a like yeah, GOG or Steam or something, and we had but we had to we owned it on those, but we still had to go through the EA yeah. thing. Yeah, awkward. Which was balls. It is. It is. I think this is where the consoles kind of do things that little bit easier it's a little bit more yeah. streamlined isn't yeah. it on, on console it's kind of like a game is game it exists here here it is uh, yeah. uh rather than on pc it's like well there's 12 different ways of being able to access this and we're going to take you through path number 53 um yeah. <laughs> which can get a little bit frustrating mm. and stuff is streamlining slightly these days especially with lots of stuff uh, just natively coming out on Steam now. But if you pay for a subscription somewhere else for EA Play or something like that, you're going there anyway to, mm-hmm. to, to play those games. So uh, uh, you're not going through the path as such to experience them. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm bopping around PlayStation Plus a little bit, picking up games. Yeah, uh, and you might as well. Yeah, one of the games, it, right? uh, uh, the, it, one of the free monthly games this month is... Um, Alien Fireteam Elite, which I know got a little bit of stick um, when it released, but again, it's one of those where I'm like, I'm mildly interested in playing a little is bit it, of this. Is mm. that the like strategy game? No, that uh, is the multiplayer shooter. Yeah. Uh, Although Fireteam Elite, Fireteam like Aliens Fireteam Elite yeah. sounds like it should be uh, like an XCOM like. I like, think yeah, either an Descent. XCOM or an RTS, is it, is it maybe even. Aliens Dark Descent or something like that, that was like a strategy-ish game from this yeah, year. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. Mm. That'd be interesting. I like, I like Alien. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and again, apart from maybe Alien Isolation, which looked to capture the tone of Alien, everything mm-hmm. else is much more set in Aliens or yes. Alien 3 or, or you know mm. that kind of yeah. mode of action game uh, uh, yeah. rather than it being slightly more uh, shit scary you know as alien isolation mm. could very much be yeah uh, i couldn't get past uh, I, I didn't get far in that game cuz i was like mm. no i remember i did buy um gosh there was like a spin off a mobile game for Alien Isolation. Really? It was going to be delisted. Yeah, and I, 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 I if, if you told me that, mm. I'd have been like, "What, really?" Which I was when I read that article. Mm. And then when I looked at the uh, screenshots, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I remember this." It was like ninety nine pence. So I was like, mm. "Yeah, I'll try it." Classic. Said, eh, it's alright. Yeah, don't know if it's been delisted yet. Maybe the end of the month or something. Oh, yeah, probably. But yeah, okay. Well, maybe it already has been. And I don't even know the name of it, so I can't even <laughs> <laughs> Just type yeah, alien. alien game on the phone. Yeah. 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 Alien phone oh, game. Oh, E.T. Phone Home. That alien phone game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's sort of like, um, gosh, was it Republic? Uh, mm. The one where you like mm. uh, looking at video cameras and yeah. mm. people where to go on depend. Yeah. So, so yeah. Maybe, sure. Probably never play it, but... At least I haven't. That exists. I haven't wanted to. Yeah. As long as there's no weird DRM when it gets delisted and you try and open it up, it's just like, no, this game no longer exists. Basically. Mm, We need to do better as an industry. Absolutely. Um, Preserve these things. Yep. Yeah. Just just throw it on the web, man. No, (laughs) just throw it. it Absolutely. If your game's gonna if your game's gonna be delisted, just make it open source. Mm, yeah. If only that was yeah. what people did. Just, just, just let people experience. Yeah. Um, Some people have, and it's like, yes, this is cool. Like, wasn't wasn't that shooter from Epic uh, Games? Paragon. Yeah, mm. didn't they just like, like here you go, yeah. open source, do what you will. That was a little yeah. while afterwards. Uh, um, maybe right, a okay. year, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, there, there, there was then kind of like. I, fan outcry I suppose yeah. uh, um, for them to do something with it and it did get open source in some kind of way Yeah, that's what it should happen to every game I know there's weird license stuff probably for the alien game but mm. like everything else just, just yeah just throw it up like who cares they just make it a slightly different yeah. looking alien just change the sprite or whatever <laughs> you know, change the character model to have like some the Thomas the Tank something. Engine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everything is just Thomas the Tank Engine because there's no copyright yep. on Thomas the Tank Engine whatsoever. Just, None. Just None. like everyone can Probably use his likeness forever. Old, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good. Um, what a lovely place for us to finish then uh, this week. Uh, rolling around, talking about new games and then into game preservation. Uh, we often come back to. But let's talk about something that you can't preserve beers. Um, well, you can, but just not for very long. Um, hmm. And at least none of the ones that we've been drinking this evening. Uh, Adel, you first. The Wiper and True Pomona collaboration beer. Loved it. Um, it. It's been a minute since I've had a Wiper and True, and I actually think that 
given that um, the clear influence of Pomona Island and making it a little more punchy was great. Um, it start to finish still was nuanced, um, but not quite as subtle as a Wiper True can sometimes be. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, like that makes me think like if there was another one of these in my fridge, I would immediately have gone and grabbed one. Just because it was still kind of light, nuanced, yeah. but um, I, by the end it still tasted great, and I would want another one. Nice. Uh, what was the beer style? A uh, pale okay. ale. No Sorry, way. a pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, Lucy. I'm annoyed that that's taken, what, six, seven years of being on this podcast to make that dumb joke. (laughs) And then you're like, no, you've made it 17 million times. You're just ADHD civ brain doesn't remember shit. (laughs) I've got no idea. Pale Ale, I'll try to remember. Good. Well, I'll drink one of those next week. Um, Mm. Lucy, Dreams of Brew York. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I've still got quite a bit left in the can. Yeah, I, I think it grew on me uh, slightly. Probably not one I'd pick up again, but okay. Um, yeah, it was. It's decent. It's decent. It's maybe, maybe because it's a festive Christmas beer. You don't want it to be too sour, too tart, mm. too too light, and maybe that's why they've made it a bit sweeter. And you know, the touch of spice is nice. I think. Yeah. It, Grew on me, but not a massive. Amount. Okay. It was. It, it's. It's okay. It's. I, I think that's the best description I can give it. Not great. Probably not even good by my standards, mm. especially mm. for Brew York, because as I say, um, like their nightmare of Brew York or whatever it's called is very nice. Mm. Um, and for a Christmas seasonal beer, that's what I'd go towards. Or even the one that I think is called Fairy Tale of Brew yeah. York, which is another stout, just not. I think it's only about seven percent or something like that. Yeah, this is like the redheaded stepchild, middle right. stepchild, or whatever. Where it's like, yeah, you have three, but this one's probably going to remain on the shelf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair. Hey, hey. Fair. First time I've seen cranberries and apple in a beer. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like probably ever. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think when we when you first mentioned it, uh, a cranberry must be a really hard flavour to get across mm. in a beer. The, to be honest, the, probably the best thing I can say about it is that it could have tasted like a nasty cherry cola beer, and I can't stand like cherry cola, and it didn't taste like <laughs> that at all. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I've actually been able to get get through mm, it and mm. I will finish it so probably the best thing I can say about it what it didn't do yeah. which is disgust me fair, fair. good like cherry vinto <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather inhale vomit <laughs> what's the is it, what's the default vimto flavor is black current oh yeah no it must be yeah. black current okay um, I was like, because I like regular old Vimto. Yeah, it's got to be black. Right? Um, mm. The for me then the Tartarus, uh, I've got a little bit left as well. Um, it, it it does soften kind of through mm-hmm. the beer. You know, those those initial tastes hit you so much um, that you do take a lot from them. 
that 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 saltiness does absolutely soften as you're kind of drinking uh, through it. And what you get is the salt is still there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what you get is just a little bit more of those flavors kind of coming through. So the the, the, the fruitiness at the beginning of each uh, of the sip comes through that a little bit more. Um, I, I think I'm starting to pick out now a little bit more of the coriander. You know, it's it's hmm. and it, but awkwardly coriander, which is edging slightly more towards that soapy kind of end because I think again combined with like a seaweed or something like that is just giving me something that's just a bit too kind of salty uh, um, and it, it, it sort of just doesn't quite doesn't have the same impact and the same punch that it did mm. at the beginning but it also then has just lost a little bit of itself almost that actually it's kind of mm. just f- flattened maybe a little bit towards right. the so, end. Yeah I think a big part of the taste is not just the punch, but the flow between. Like for me, it was like salt, umami, slightly sweet back end mm. kind of swoop, mm. if I remember correctly. But at least it had those bits in some order. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. So what you're saying is it's like the the curve just got squished. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same notes, but just not doing the thing. But was interesting. What was most interesting about it? I agree. Is the how easily it flowed through those states without being shocking, right? You're mm. like, oh, mm. you would think that that much different taste would have been like a shock, right? Like, you're like, oh, I am now twisting and turning, but actually the whole taste felt really organic. Yeah. And then when you have that with the highs and lows getting squashed, you're like, oh, it's not bad, but I kind of miss the that neat trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so, and I don't think kind of the flavors themselves. If 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 you got this from the the offset, mm-hmm. um, are kind of strong enough to be a beer, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, even a goza. Uh, um, I don't think they 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 kind of lead towards that just just sort of straight off the bat. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. It absolutely is interesting. Uh, um, I think it's something as a taste experience that people should try and seek out definitely if they like those more sort of out there kind of flavors um, and i'm glad i'm very glad i got to experience kind of the uh, a beer that you found very interesting um a few weeks ago mm-hmm. as well uh, so friend if you have drank any interesting beers or played any interesting games and you want to let us know we are at tanked up cast on the socials you can go to outsidelives.net to look at various articles reviews um, or see us in video form over there as well and look at the beers that we have been drinking and see our beautiful faces lucy for your long form short form articles uh, on <laughs> things like hair twister where do people go uh juicy loose nine dot substat dot com at substat <laughs> one day I'll learn just search juicy loose nine are you plus I, I assume you're sharing the articles on your Twitter and stuff as well so no because that would uh, mean I have to actually log on to Twitter fair fair <laughs> which I don't tend to do these days <laughs> because it's trash um and it started like every time i log on there there's like 
the little bell or whatever notification bell has like 20 25 notifications like what's this and it's all this things that are like trending it's like well, when did i yeah, sign up for these yeah. notifications mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. and it's oh it's so bad now yep it's such a awful awful place um i mean it was awful in a way that we all loved before mm. now it's just genuinely unusable absolutely <laughs> like, yeah but you know if you're still using it just follow me at juicy loose nine if you so wish. <laughs> um, now and then i retweet the odd indie game mm. Uh, mm. i think it's still used in in the gaming space quite a lot yeah which, which and that's the shame of it because it used to be such a good tool for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just, you look at any post and there's just like blue tick weird adverts about. Oh, yeah. The, the, I, I wish I could believe that Muskie was doing some 4D chess and like destroying the platform he didn't like by throwing money at it. But it's clear that he's just very bad at <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean. He's one of those people that people have just not been able to say no. Mm, mm, you know? Absolutely, it's like it's all right when you Suzuki makes a you know little indie game, but when you're talking about billions getting thrown around, then you really need someone reigning and, in. And um, the world's most prominent communications platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It, 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 it was a thing, right? Mm. It was. It mm. really isn't anymore. Too. No, nope. absolutely not. Now, um, now we've got uh, chatbots on our search engines, which will tell us falsehoods to our faces. <laughs> Who needs to even decide if the source is good? They've already uh, absorbed them. Yes. Our world is I mean, great. The internet was a perfect well. experiment that's only going well. <laughs> um, if people want to talk to you at all on the internet, how do they do that? Uh, well, there's this tinfoil hat cave. <laughs> uh, no, I'm at the Omniarch on all the things... Uh, I'm not as crackpot as against technology as my previous rant might have said, or at least don't tell my bosses that because I teach <laughs> ethics of data science and AI at a university. Uh, <laughs> nice. No, it's, no, yeah, I'm working on all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm at Nova underscore 47. As we say, go to outlies.net as well. We'll go to the YouTube page to uh, see what we do. Hang out with us on Twitch as well. Uh, normally each and every Thursday, if you so wish to chat to us in real time too. I think that's everything. Uh, They're the beers, they're the games, they're the places we inhabit. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us this week. We've been Tanked Up, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net